Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. I like pretending I'm an old-fashioned telephone. Ring. Hey, girl. Oh, how you doing? I'm okay, but I swear to God, every every day they go, oh, the rain is coming. It's going to be bad. You're going to have six days of rain. No, seven. No, 40 days and 40 nights. And we haven't had a drop of rain over here. Not a drop. No. Well, what it hell? rained a little bit. Yesterday, just enough to really make my car disgusting because <laughs> I, I went out to my car for something. And for those of y'all who don't know, it's it's a red car, but it wasn't yesterday. It was very orange because of all the damn, I guess it's oak pollen and the little mm-hmm. oak pollen strings and stuff on it. Because and then there's red a little bit of rain. Yellow. Yep, because red plus yellow makes orange. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're very smart. And that big dipper-looking thing is Alan, the cowboy. Oh, Papa Homer, you are so learned. <laughs> learned, son. It's pronounced learned. Well, uh, and what what our listeners may not know is that we both have red cars. That probably tells them everything they need to know about us, doesn't it? No. Bunch of no. red cars. They should have known us back when we had red trucks, right? Oh, anyway. my goodness. <laughs> I did. I, was, I had a red truck. I love that thing. I've never had a truck. One day. I mean, you know, I call that RAV the farm truck, but it's just a RAV4, not a truck, really. Not I really. do like a truck. I do, <laughs> but they don't drive as well as the cars that you and me drive, but because they're <laughs> light in the back, you know, but I still like a truck. What can I say? Well, and I've got a little car to travel with, so it gets better gas mileage than the truck would. Yeah, yeah. And when do you think we'll be traveling again? Any any idea? (laughs) I wish I had even a clue. I know everybody, like everything's wide open now. Everybody's traveling everywhere, but I'm just not. I'm just Mm going to stay home with my garden a little bit longer. How about you? Well, I'm definitely home. I'm de- well, excuse me. I'm definitely here at the cottage um, and on the farm, just kind of weird until you're weird yeah, home. I really have turned into a weird mountain gal. You know, all those years when I would come here and I'd go, oh, this place is so beautiful. It's so wonderful. I just want to live here. <laughs> well, <laughs> little did you know. There you 101 see. in manifesting and watching your mouth about things. It's like a genie was there going, okay, I'm going to let you live there, but I'm going to cause this pandemic so you can't go out and everybody else is going to have a hard time too. Um, so it's been, it's been wonderful though, mostly. It's some of the best sleep of my life. And I'm happy to tell you that since the last time I did talk to you, I've got some radishes sprouting and got some sweet hot pepper that's got some little tiny baby little hot peppers on the ends of them. 
Oh, and little, yeah, and some lettuce and just different little things that are coming up here and there. And it makes me very happy. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. I am so in love with gardening. And, you know, I know this pandemic is a terrible thing. And I'm sorry I haven't gotten to travel, blah, blah, blah. But I've got the best garden I've had in years because I'm here to tend it. Yeah. Yeah, people people have good yards and good gardens and all of that. So yeah. maybe we've started a new, maybe this has started some sort of a new fashion in outdoor living. <laughs> <laughs> victory gardens. It's the 21st century victory garden. Oh, yeah. Well, victory gardens are, are legitimate in my mind. Well, it's, it's a thing, all right. I, I posted a thing on Facebook, I think, directions for how to design a victory garden to get the maximum output from it. And it was from the 40s, I'm pretty sure. And somebody, and lots of people talked about it. And then somebody said, well, what is a victory garden exactly? Some young person. So we were all just, oh, yeah, it was wonderful. People were hungry and they just grew their own food. And that was an important time and blah. And I just thought, well, isn't that sweet that somebody didn't even know what a victory garden was? I know, I know, and it's all right. Now they will. Now lots yeah. of people. A lot of people are doing it. That's what I hear. And I keep, uh, I, I'll go out and I'll play that Lucas Nelson song, Willie Nelson, Lucas Nelson song about uh, turn off the news, go plant a garden, <laughs> which I well, have talked some, about before. <laughs> yep, and there was some, I don't remember what it was the other day, and I just said, you know what, I can't deal with this. I'm going to go plant some more beans. That's what I did. <laughs> I planned another short row of beans. Well, sometimes that's what you have to do to get your blood pressure down, I guess. I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've had some outdoor adventures in uh, in in your backyard. I've, I, I I've, hear the bear has had some adventures in the backyard, too. Oh, wow, <laughs> that bear. And this is not over with the bear. Oh, no, it's fine. But one would think that having a rope tied around the trash can would be enough to deter the bear. But evidently, somebody's cooking, and I'm not going to say whose, although it was mine, uh, must have smelled really good to the bear. Because <laughs> he was just like, I don't care if this is rope. I'm a bear. I'm stronger than the rope. So yeah. It makes you wonder how big the bear is, though. Well, and it also makes us remember that maybe the best thing to do is not to put the garbage out till garbage morning on Thursday. You're right. You're exactly right. And that's what's going to happen. It'll go out garbage 30. Well, I mean, not this week. It's already out. It's been out several times, as a matter of fact. It was out last night in the middle of the night. And it was out again this morning after the bear knocked it down again. So, but um, I have... Uh, I've got a crow feeder going on instead of Do you really tell me a about bird that. bath. Well, here's the thing. A bird bath is an invitation for mosquito babies. Unless you've got a, one of those bird baths where the water is moving. And you are so little, fancy. You're so fancy. You just got to dump the water out once a day and put more water in it. Well, that's you. I can't, oh, I can't, I'm bare, I can't remember to do it is the thing I, guess, I can't remember. I guess I uh, am a little hardcore, huh? You are hardcore. But, you know, I've, I've had one of those little things that's a solar thing. It costs about 10 bucks or so. And you put it in the middle of the bird bath and the, and the sunlight causes the water to come up and it makes a little fountain. 
and it's all solar. It just lays nice. there in the bird bath, and that's pretty cool. But I I don't think that there's enough sunlight for the water to actually, or for the little solar cell battery to charge well. So what I did is I stacked a bird bath on top of a bird bath, and I'll send you a picture of it. And nice. then I put that pretty, um, I put so, a pretty, you know, that pot that had those bones or whatever they were that I don't have on, the <laughs> on there too. And around the edges, it, instead of water, there's dirt. And I've got earthworms uh, that are coming to be put in the dirt for the crows. And so, the, and, and I know it sounds weird, but it doesn't look weird. Okay, so I'll just send you a picture and show you. And I, the crows already know that that's there. Because as a matter of fact, this morning, I went out there and I put a little tiny bit of bread there. Because that way I'm not throwing bread out on the ground for everything to just get up, you know, for Mr. Bear to come and go, hey. Um, but I put a little bit of bread out there. And within, I'd say, 10 minutes, there were two crows out on it. So, Yay. And if I get well, some earthworms. We've been trying to figure out how we want to feed them for ages. So good for you. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, that was something I just really wanted to do. And those crows are huge, huge. It's no wonder they were able to run off those eagles uh, last week. Yeah, and we have some diggings back there. I mean, to tell you, they are evidently have been back there for a long time. And, of course, I hear them every single day. I wake up to the sound of them every single morning. It's nice. Unless it's just pouring rain or something. So, anyway, I'm glad to have them out there. And I'm glad to figure that out. And I love going out and looking at those little pots of plants out on the porches and stuff. The only thing I don't have out yet, and it'll probably come out in the next day or so, would be the tomatoes. Uh-huh. And then I think I'm done. I don't have anything else to plant. Just sit there and watch them grow. Yeah, I like it. Though I'm going to go over to, uh, well, maybe I'll actually check their website first to Sow True Seed. Because mm -hmm. I've used up almost all my seed. And I need to, it's my comfort thing, you know. Mm -hmm. When I feel all stressed out, I buy seed. Everybody knows that about me. So I need to go <laughs> just find out if Sow True if I can just walk in there or if I have to order it online or what, but they, they're they not too far from me, so I could go and visit and get me some yeah. seed. Well, I heard, I heard about those folks from Trish, I think. Trish, uh, you know, Trish that we both know, and uh, she had said some really nice things about them, and so I started looking, and I thought, yep, yep, yep. If I run yeah. out of things to plant and all, then I'll probably do the same thing. And I planted... The, I planted quite a bit of stuff from seed, so we'll see. How do you plant carrots? You with seed, right? Yeah. You, there's no way to just like cut them off and then plant, stick them in the dirt, and grow them that way. Because I'm a um, fan of that. <laughs> like cutting the top off and sticking the top in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. I I mean that might work, but I don't know. I've never tried it. I you never have either. And see. Yeah, I I've been seeing. All these people are just ingenious with all the things that they're doing to plant. And I saw a video that was 20 thing, common things that you could just buy, eat part of, and then plant the rest of nothing. 
think carrots were one of them. I don't know. I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the calendar. Because oh gosh, me too. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go over there and pick it up. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if we're able to, I would love to. Um, and I've seen, well, and you've seen them too, the proofs of the calendar. And for those out there who might be listening, we've got a Farmer's Almanac calendar coming out. And it's the real Farmer's Almanac calendar. It's 138 years old. And the place that we're getting it from has been printing it all that time. So it's got astrology information in it. It's got the old timey planting by the sign stuff. It's got weather prognostication. It's got the, the what is it? The, it's got moon phases and sun phases and some holidays, you know. So it's, it's a good calendar to have, and it's practical for those of you who are interested in moon phases and gardens and stuff like that. And it's just cool to think that they're still around, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, after all these years, still doing their thing. Yep, yep. So when... When we get them, we'll get some pictures out and we'll find a way for folks to order them if they want to and all of that until then. I'm just going to have to wait. But it, I tell you, if you're interested in phases of the moon, that's one of the best ways to learn about gardening by the moon is with one of these calendars, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's how my granny did it. I remember seeing them when I was a kid. And what I don't remember is ever seeing my granny have a bad crop. Now, I don't know if she would have told me as a child that it was a bad crop, but I probably would have picked up on it, you know, and she it seems like she always just had a real good, a real good garden. And that's the, uh, my grandma on my dad's side, not my family, yeah. you know, but uh, not on my mom's side. I don't know if they used that calendar or not because the garden was kind of a group effort uh, back then. They had a, a flatline place and, more than one person from the family, uh, more than one household, would go out there and work in the garden, and they we all kind of split it between us, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I don't think that's uncommon. Yeah, no, I think we were kind of lucky to have the the woman power to be able to do it because it was mostly the after the after everything went in the ground, I believe it was the women that mostly took over after that, as far as the the weeding and the watering and the, the harvesting and the fixing of everything. Cause we would, half the women would can and half the women would freeze and none of them did the dehydrating thing. How about your family? Oh, well, my family mostly froze stuff though, did some canning too. So canning and freezing, they didn't do yeah. dehydrating though. I remember somebody and I couldn't swear to you they were in my family, but they might have been. Um, there was a, a an old car in their driveway that was not drivable. And they did apple slices on a white sheet in the back window of that car and dehydrated oh. it that way. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. And the car yeah. smelled so good. <laughs> I guess so. Um, your little chicks in the back of the farm truck and the wheel well there have uh, hatched. Oh, um, yay. Yeah. So parents. So sweet. Yep. The parents what are. are they? What are they? They're little wrens. Those little nice. brown and white wrens. They're just pretty little birds. And you can hear them just every now and then. 
watch them fly all day long. I love that. We've got mockingbirds uh, nesting in the quince right in front of the front room here. Oh. And we love watching the parents coming in and out to feed them. And these little buggers are getting big now. And we, we can peer into the nest from the window. You see their little yellow mouths open up oh. and goes, <laughs> and some parent comes in and stuffs food down their gullets and flies away to get more oh. food. And the, just for a second, they'll be like, pee, 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 I'm still hungry. Pee, pee, pee. And then, then they're quiet, silent. Well, you know, isn't it better to watch the birds than to watch TV all the time? A friend of mine today who grew up in, um, in West Tennessee, and her son said to her, Mommy, you just need to relax for a little while. You know, you used to pick cotton. And, you know, I just think about the stuff. I had a uh, talk with my friend Sam the other day, and I said, oh, I just can't wait to retire and get off the road. Do something easy like, I don't know, growing me some burly tobacco. And he and I both laughed because we both had picked and cleaned burly. And we know what a hard job that is. But, God, dealing with the public right now, Has I'd been. much rather be in a, in a tobacco field pulling off big old green worms. <laughs> that is the truth of it well i don't know what to say to that no i mean i've had my times when i i just don't want i'm done with it i'm just done with it yeah but i'm also in a lucky place where when i'm done with it all i have to do is click that little button on the screen on my device and walk away well ain't that the truth yeah, but that's, sometimes that's harder to do than you'd think, to turn that little device off and walk away from it. But I have to say that it's getting easier all the time. The more dumbassery that I see on, that, on the Internet, the less I want to be involved with it. And as far as the way that we look to the rest of the world, I totally agree. My friends, I have a few friends, and I talk to them via Skype quite often. And... They are nice and conciliatory. And <laughs> yes. And conciliatory, and that's kind of like, okay. Yeah. And a few of them have sent me some headlines from their country, their country's newspapers and stuff, and it's just like, okay, yep. Well, hopefully we'll get some common sense sometime soon, but I'm just not going to count on it from the general public. Well, and, and we've been calling we've been calling it common sense for a long time, and it's just not common. Really, I mean, surely people can. Well, maybe no, not, and it may not no, even be a discussion that we need to have because I know that at the end of the discussion, my blood pressure will be up, and your blood pressure will be up, and we still haven't fixed the general public. No, <laughs> I'm just taking. I'm just taking some deep breaths. That's all. Taking some nice deep breaths. Yeah. Yeah, As we say, yeah. deep cleansing breaths. Mm -hmm. There we go. All mm -hmm. better. But yeah, it's just the one thing I will say about it is that I'm I'm kind of grateful that it's happening all over the country and not just in the South. Oh yeah. So that for once people can't say, "Well, you bunch of damn people down in the South." Blah blah blah. It's like, nope, it's everywhere. All y'all are crazy. The dumbassery is all over. Oh. Everywhere. And not just here. It's over in, in, uh, in the UK, too. Yep. A bunch yep. of lying politicians and people just getting more and more pissed off. Yep. 
And it's just, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I believe this is going to be quite the interesting election. And I believe, here's, here's Alicia's prognostication, and really I should say mine and my mom's, because uh, we, we both, and this is not hard to see, though, I believe that after the election, no matter which side wins and no matter which side loses, we are so divided that the election may happen, but it's not going to be over. Uh, the other that. side is going to protest and they're going to say it was corrupt, it was wrong, it was this, it was that. And I believe that it's still going to be a debated thing, probably maybe even until January 21st when the inauguration is supposed to take place. But yeah. I, yeah. I think that it's already at this, and it's May now, and I really believe that it's it's just already kind of a done deal that no matter who wins, the other side's going to be protesting bigger than usual, bigger than what I've seen in my life. Yeah, so, I'm, I agree. Knows? I agree. There's, there's my prognostication. Prognostications so, from yep. Miss Alicia up on Weird yep. Mountain. Yep. Yeah, well, um, I was listening to an interview with James Clyburn, who's in South Carolina, and he said something so right about what this has done for us is it's shown us all the fault lines in America. Yeah. And it's also shown us the the places that have problems. So the healthcare system, the education system, the electoral system. So we can see that all the veil has been lifted. We can see those terrible problems. Now we can fix them. If we That's will. That's exactly right. Yeah, That's exactly so. right. And we can see our own issues too, because how many folks have you heard in the last however long, couple of weeks or couple of months that have, have realized that they have problems that they didn't know that they had. Maybe they have problems with control eating, or maybe they have some anxiety that they've been able to ignore for a while and now they can't. Maybe they have some domestic issues that are really staring them in the face now that they've got some enforced time with their uh, partner. You know, a lot of things yeah. have been illustrated or illuminated or brought to light, whatever you want to say. Uh, since all of this has happened and it has also showed us what our strengths are and I believe that when we find a way to to first we have to understand that we can't control everything and that's a fear-based response but so many of us want to control it I'm a worrying person so I want to know how it's going to come out and I want to know exactly when it's going to be over and how much is it going to cost and what do I need to do in the meantime and blah blah blah, blah. and I can't know all of that. No. And even if you knew it all, you couldn't do something about it all. Exactly. So yeah. what I do is I've had to figure out that okay, well this feeling that I feel, this is this is anxiety about my situation and it's not wrong. To be anxious about this situation that's that's just your life preservation kicking in you know that's your instinct to survive kicking in if you feel a little anxious and feel a little nervous about the situation then that's what it is but the way to remediate that is not to just drink more whiskey or or you know what whatever your drug of choice is but i think that getting out and doing something that's why the proliferation of gardens has been happening i believe people have time and hey i can do this i can control this and if we have a crappy winter then i can eat some stuff that i grew myself you know so we're seeing i'm seeing a lot of that and 
I had a call, a couple of calls last week, but one in particular was a gal who had or has a, a daughter who's a year and a half old. And since she's been home more with their daughter, uh, she's been really nervous at some of the stuff that the daughter is saying. And she says there's no way that the daughter could know some of these things that she's saying. And she said she had a conversation with the lights not too long ago, and the lights just answered her with flickering on and off and, you know, some other things that are a little more personal, but they scared the crap out of her. And um, so she wanted to know if she should just come, if somebody could come and sage your house. And I just said, well, sure, somebody could, but that's not going to actually take care of what's, <laughs> no. what's going on, is it? You know, and uh, come to find out after talking with her a little bit that uh, she identified as a Christian woman, but her mother was a, a psychic medium and uh, and she herself had had a lot of prescient kind of dreaming situations. And I said, well, I'm not going to tell you what's going on right now. I'm not there at your place, but uh, I believe that it would be time to take some action so that you can feel better about what's going on. And, you know, we talked about her response to her daughter, uh, you know, saying those things that she said and knowing those things. And I said, well, the, the thing is, probably your daughter's got some ability in certain areas. And she's a child, so she doesn't know that she's not supposed to know this stuff. And she doesn't know that it's supposed to be scary, so that's why she's not scared of it. And most likely, this is going to happen off and on all her life, just like it has with you. So how, what are you going to do about it? And um, I believe that learning that you have your own power you, to take care of your own situations, or I think the word is empowerment. You know, she's empowered to help her daughter through life and get through these situations. But it made me think about some stuff, Byron, and it could be a generational thing because when I was a young kid, um, I don't recall these TV shows about paranormal and all of that. I didn't even hear the word paranormal probably until the 2000s. Huh. But, but we often had homes that would be filled with personalities and you know, haunted houses were were just a thing. And I'm not saying that everybody, that it was common and everybody lived in a haunted house or anything like that. But there definitely were families and family traditions where grandma might be in the living room. And they didn't treat it like it was some awful, terrible thing that needed to be sent out of the house. Are you, are, are you familiar with that? I mean, does that make any sense to you? Well, you yeah, of course that? Yeah, of course it does. And no, there was there was paranormal and stuff like that back in the 70s that had a big kind of leap forward. That was a little bit ahead of your time, I think. I mean, you were alive in the 70s, but you weren't doing stuff in the 70s necessarily. But yeah, that's always been a big thing. And plus, I mean, it's that whole Scots-Irish thing is mm -hmm. that is that our people carry something in maybe in the DNA. I don't I don't know because I've not studied it, but I. I, I've told you, maybe I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again about the young woman who sat down opposite me to get a tarot reading, and she wanted to know if she was crazy. 
I said, well, I, I can't tell if you're crazy necessarily, but, and she, she had dreams that came true. She heard the voices of dead people. She saw dead people. And I just stopped her and I said, where are you from? And she said, McDowell County. And I said, no, where are your people from before that? She said, we're Scotch-Irish. And I said, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about that particular group of people, but we have a high degree of that sort of ability. But what has happened is that so many of those people get shut down because they're in these tight-ass little churches that tell them that's of the devil and they can't be doing it. And then they end up being like this sweet thing that's probably 19 years old. And yeah. she was so conflicted because she would be told things that would then happen. And if yeah. maybe if she had warned that person, but she was told that it was of the devil and so she couldn't do a thing about it. It just uh -huh. it, That's part of our legacy as Scots-Irish people. And there's no point in trying to push it down because you can push it down only so long. But yeah. there's another thing about her, that woman you just talked about that's interesting to me is that um, the grandmother connection, because it does seem sometimes these things kind of skip a generation mm -hmm. and somebody will have it really strong in one generation, then their children won't have it particularly strong or won't lean into that gift. But then their children, the grandchildren of that first generation, they get they get it strong, strong. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of that, too. But I, I believe it will just run in families. And I, I, because I'm familiar with the Appalachian and the Scotch-Irish, that's really all I know. I don't know how it is out west. But I know when I was a kid, there were families for sure that had the weirding way, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. what else you would really call it. Witchcraft. <laughs> maybe. But it wasn't. it didn't seem like it like witchcraft because there was nothing that was done to make it happen. It was just that great grandma was still with us. You see? Yeah. yeah. And so there was an honoring of our ancestors and there was the tradition of that was handed down of talking to you about the the generation that your mom might know that you'd never met or your grandma might know that you had never met. And that's yeah. that's another thing that is just not I don't think as common as commonly done. It was a big deal. There was kind of a person in the family who would always be the one that would remember certain things. And I can remember my kinfolk. It probably was a situation where we were sitting out on a carport snapping beans, you know, uh, or something <laughs> yeah. along those lines. And they'd all talk about great aunt so-and-so or, you know, great-great-grandma this or your your great great grandpa this you know and those relatives would come alive for me for a little while and yeah yeah when they would and for for the longest time when I would be at one of my relatives houses I would you know I would actively try and connect with them without even knowing what I was doing yeah you know, my great grandma had an apartment in the last years of her house they built her a place downstairs in the basement and she had her apartment there with the, you know, and she was really happy there. And I, I distinctly remember coming up the stairs one time after I'd been down there kind of looking on the wall. Cause after she died, my grandfather uh, put his office down there and he had a lot of clocks and which we can go into that story later, but there were hundreds of clocks down there on the walls and whatnot. And I'd go down there and I'd look at the clocks and whatever. And I distinctly remember coming upstairs one afternoon and 
shortly after I got up to the top of the stair, I could hear footsteps behind me and I watched that great big giant door open and close. And that's not the only time that's happened. And I knew it was my great grandmother had come up. She'd come up with me, you know, cause I, I'd been talking to her down in the basement, you know, when I was in there looking at clocks and stuff. And it's interesting. I think the reason that I remember, remember or want to talk about her today is because I got into um, my last, bag of stuff to clean out uh, that I brought with me from my other home to here Um, and it was unexpectedly a bag of family photographs oh how fun it was and it was also unexpectedly there were some photographs of my relatives that I had never seen and um, uh, I don't know where this bag of photos came from I can tell you, I'm going to scan every one of them in. So my great-grandmother, we called her Babal. She was probably, I guess, German lineage. Uh, I found several photos of her, and I haven't been able to picture her face in my mind for a couple of decades now because it's been so long since she died, and I had never seen a photo of her. Huh. I remembered her when I saw it. <laughs> I, I love that. Well, I was on that website that um, find a grave, mm-hmm. and I was looking for my maternal. Let's see, my mother's father's family, which I don't know a whole lot about. Uh-huh. And uh, I've been down to their cemetery, cemetery that where a lot of them are. But there's one, and she was so old that she was like my grand father's great-grandmother something like that so way wow. far back um, wow. and at find a grave somebody I found her grave and somebody had said oh and here's a picture of her from our family whatever and oh. I'd never seen her before so it was really it was really <laughs> nice to tie those two things together yeah it's an interesting thing and seeing the photo that when I saw the photo here I'm 56 years old and it took me right back. I just went yeah. right back. It's a, it's a nice feeling. I believe that even if you don't know what your lineage is, you can find your ancestors. They're out there. They'd like to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> they'd, they'd like, you know, some people are have a propensity for connecting through sounds or through smells. Some people have to see something move or have something just smack them around in the face sometimes for some of us, you you know. Um, And then some people get it from looking at things and some people meet their ancestors in their dreams. And I know that even Christian people, in my opinion, should not be afraid of that because there are several verses in the Bible. The Bible actually tells you, you know, implores you to... Talk with your your dead ancestors. Talk with your ancestors in heaven because they're vitally interested in your life down here. Mm-hmm. And so, well, now what exactly is that? <laughs> you know, they call it in the Bible. I mean, the churches would call that praying, and that's fine. So call it that if you want to. But, you know, don't forget Grandma if you miss her, and she probably misses you. There's no reason not to attempt to to have some communication, especially if it's going to comfort you or teach you something or if it just feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I tell you though, once you get in touch with your ancestors, you may not want to hear everything they have to tell you. <laughs> Let me just be honest with you now. Don't tell people that part. Of it. Every, for a while now, uh, every, every time I go to my ancestors and go, well, everything is just so dark, and well, they just go, listen up. Let me tell you about the Civil War. Let me tell you yeah. about that. Let me tell you about dying this way, and let me tell you about dying in childbirth, and uh, let me tell you about a life so hard that a 30-year-old woman looked like an 80-year-old woman. Let me just tell you about that. And I go, okay, uh, thank you. I'll yeah. stop whining now. Yep. Well, they had their pressures and stresses and we have ours. And sometimes I think that the ability to know as much as we do, see, you and I can just go over to whatever device we've got close to us and find out something. No big deal. We can ask a question and go find it. And they couldn't do that. There was a sense, I believe, of being cut off, you know, and I believe that it was a much quieter world. But that doesn't mean that it was all peaceful and good, but I believe that they felt more cut off than you and I do. I would be nervous and worried at that point. How about you? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, and another thing that I remembered seeing all these pictures is I remembered that it was quiet quite a bit back when I was a kid. In other words... I wanted to lay down in the middle of the day and take a nap as a child, the only sounds I would hear would be maybe the sound of the sawmill if I was in town mm -hmm. or the occasional, and I do mean occasional, like maybe once or twice a day, I might hear an airplane, maybe, maybe. But now there's kind of noise all the time, oh, electronic man. noise. Not to mention traffic and stuff if you're anywhere near a town. But yeah. uh, that sense of quietness that is kind of gone, I believe. And that was something that I had to stay here for a few weeks before I started realizing that, hey, I'm not turning on the music anymore. I'm not asking for noise anymore. I like to wake up with the birds if I can. And I, said, well, I think I don't know if it means anything or not. Quiet is a thing that, that we don't get much of. Darkness. I mean, I, I remember being at a festival about four years ago and looking up and seeing the Milky Way. And it's the first time mm -hmm. I'd seen the Milky Way since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But I was way out in the middle of, I don't know, bumfuck Ohio or someplace. And you could, <laughs> see, you could see it so beautifully. There is a place. Now, of course, I took you up on Bill's Mountain, and that was a beautiful place to watch a meteor shower. But there's a place about 20 miles from there out in maybe Transylvania County. It's called Perry, the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. It's, uh, I believe that this, it was originally a military facility that was set up in the middle of the dark wood to be able to monitor for some wartime thing, and I don't know what. And the scientists that used to work there banded together, put their money together, and bought it. And they opened this up as an observatory. Then for a while, it was just kind of a place where students could go. Well, I hear the crows are back. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, now I believe it's a maybe an educational place, and they do workshops. They have facilities to stay overnight. 
And it's the best place around here to look at a meteor shower. And I love it. I love it. Oh, I love, I love it. Real soon. <laughs> yep. I, I love that time we went out there, um, out to your friend's land, Bill's land. That was wonderful. <laughs> you were fearless. You were fearless. The first time I ever went out there, they, it was, I was nighttime. And I, I didn't realize just how much and how big it was. And they put me on these four-wheelers. And I'm convinced that they were driving the way they were just because I was a girl. And they, they were trying to scare me. And I oh. thought I would die that <laughs> night. <laughs> I thought that was going to be it. Nobody would hear from me again. But by golly, I wasn't going to let them know I was scared. <laughs> and then we became friends. So anyway, anyway, I don't really have any big news. I'm happy to say I've been uh, talking to folks on the phone a bit and thinking about the podcast a little bit. And I've been enjoying the comments that we've had. Haven't you? Oh, gosh, yes. Thank you, everybody who has been sending us little love notes and little places. I'm just going to do a shout out. Little places where we can get some seeds for our favorite tomatoes. You know who you are, Elisa. Um, <laughs> so I've just, I've loved that. And I love how people feel like they are sitting at the table with us when they listen to podcasts. It's like, we're I all sitting were. around, we're drinking some tea, we're thinking maybe, maybe I should get up from here and make some cookies, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And then we convince ourselves, no, let's not get up and do anything. Oh, listen, you hear the... The big crow is here on the feeder now. That may be our sign to sign off. What do you think? Big and I do appreciate it. I do appreciate everybody's input. And wow, she's so pretty. Oh, she's so pretty. Oh, I'm gonna back away slowly. Oh, here she goes. Yeah, she likes that bread. Good for her. Nice, very nice. So. Uh, yeah, you know, it makes my day when we open up one of our apps and somebody has, has written something. That's when I say, well, okay, evidently there was some at least comedic value in, in what I had to say. You know, hopefully some folks will understand. I wish they could come sit with us at the table on the porch or wherever. Maybe well, soon. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe once we get on the other side of this, if we ever do, but we can do distance hanging on the porching. We did, yeah. You and I did that just what? Yeah. What day is it today? Last week. We did that last week. Today is Monday, Thursday, Wednesday. I don't know. On <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, isn't it? How are we supposed to remember any of that? With our farmer's almanac calendars. There you go. Look at you. I'm just going to sell this hot and heavy. Good job. Hey, you know I'm what? Leave, it's just on my mind. It's just what I'm, it is, and I'm so I'm excited I'm going to leave you with this, though. And that is, a friend of mine contacted me a couple of days ago. You are not going to be happy about what I'm about to say. She said, a friend of hers is moving. She's cleaning out a garage, and She's got some pint mason jars. Was I interested in those? And I thought to myself, no, Lord, I got plenty of mason jars. Blah, blah, blah. 
and then and then I, I found myself typing why yes of course I am seven dozen seven dozen pint mason jars so she's gonna I think she's gonna bring them up to me I don't know she she lives downstate a little bit or I may be going down there to pick them up I don't know either way it's not gonna be soon and maybe I'll find a place to put them I don't know maybe I'll put Thanks. some jelly in them once this dang book is gone in that's a lot of jelly that, well, I intend to make a lot of jelly and uh, grape conserve and mango chutney, and I'm going to make some marmalade, mm. and I'm going to make some pickle beans. I'm going to be on it as soon as this book goes in. This book goes into my editor June 1. June, June 1. And I shall see you for a party June 2nd. Yeah, Hallelujah. <laughs> Actually, you won't see me for a party because my good buddy Arjuna's coming over here to do some work on the house. And then he's going to come out there and do some work on that house. All the house is getting work. Everything's getting work. Hopefully he won't find too much here. I mean, I know you've got some stuff for him to do, but hopefully it'll, you know, he'll see that some stuff has been done too. Well, Um, I want him to take a look at the foundation and see what kind of, if he's up for doing that or if I need to find somebody else. Because we got to get that thing solid and get that damn groundhog out the basement. She's not going to be happy about it. We'll see. I Don't know she's going to do the sonic thing. Well, guess who doesn't care how she feels about it? Me. I do yeah, not I'll tell you what. She could stand up on her hind legs and just about reach your chin with her paw. She's, well, a, she's a big and, old thing. And if she did, <laughs> she'd find herself kicked in the belly. Because well, I am she, not suffering no damn groundhogs when I'm going to put a garden in. No, do ma'am. Do they eat them? Are they edible? I guess they are. At, groundhogs? Oh, yeah. Groundhogs she's probably old and tough, though. <laughs> she's definitely tough, I can tell you that. <laughs> We've put blocks down there and all kinds of stuff. She's strong. She's strong because she moves everything out of that place on the in the foundation. She just it doesn't matter. Blocks, blocks. Rocks, blocks, it doesn't matter. She just pulls them out. That's true. And, you know, I wonder, now this is crazy. I know it's crazy, but what would happen if a person took, let's say you had some great big giant long pieces of plexiglass. What would stop you from just pushing them down beside the foundation along the edges of a house? Would that not stop the groundhog? You mean from digging through? Or would she just yeah, or would she just dig down deeper? And, uh, and I don't know. I think I think once she can't get in easy, she's gonna find another place to nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah you could a, I don't know if you'd use plexiglass, but you sure could use galvanized tin. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, hammer it right down in. About a, about two feet down. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Right now. I believe she's going to laugh at Gomez's sonic, whatever that sonic thing is that he's going to put down. But I don't know. She might. It might be enough. <laughs> so oh, my God. We shall see. Oh, my Fingers God. Crossed. Maybe that's a way that our listeners could help us out. We've got this big, giant groundhog, and she loves to live downstairs in the basement, and she's got a hole. And Byron wants to close it up and re- reclaim the She's as big the as a damn dog. She's as big as That's, a damn dog. She is, and fearless. She comes out in the middle of the day and just kind of looks around and is like, hey, how you doing? There's no snacks here. Why? 
you know. So she's evidently done this before. I reckon. And I'd like to. I'd like to know. I'd like to know if anybody's got a surefire way that doesn't involve violence or prolonged death for <laughs> either one of us. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tell you my southern my southern state story. So okay. I I shop down there a lot. I know those folks. They're good folks. And I went down there one day, and it was the day that the groundhog got into my garden and ate all my damn romaine lettuce, all of it, all of it, a sturdy row of romaine lettuce. And I was out for blood and no mistake. So I I march myself down to Southern States and I go in and I say, I need a trap for a groundhog. And the man goes, well, they're right back here. Come on with me. So we go back there and he takes me to the wall that has all the have a heart traps on it. And I just look at him. And I said, Mister, I need a real damn trap for a real damn groundhog. He said, all right. So he takes me back in this little dark corner of Southern States, which is not there anymore. Let me just be real clear. Took me back in this little dark corner where they had, you know, one of those old style awful traps. And he said, well, ma'am, we, we got this. But I'm telling you, it's an awful way for an animal to die. Doesn't your husband have a gun? <laughs> Yeah. And I said, I said, well, we live in the city. We can't shoot a gun in the city. And he said, well, reckon could he just shoot it real fast and then (laughs) then hide the gun? I said, no, we'll figure out some. So we just ended up fencing the whole thing. It's like a, my summer garden is like a a fortress. Except for the damn squirrels get in there all the time. I'm going to eat me some squirrel because it's good. Do you have like. Uh, chicken wire or something yes ma'am and we've got all kinds of wire all kinds of fencing mm. i'm about to put razor wire over the whole top though like it's a prison like don't you mess, <laughs> don't you be messing with my cabbages they're in prison my cabbages that's right these are my cabbages y'all don't be well messing with. hopefully my little tiny container garden is going to be okay oh it's going to be know. great just as it long as it's been. high enough up she can't eat it <laughs> yeah, it's high enough. Unless she decides to waddle on up the stairs uh, at the porch. <laughs> and it'd be waddling. It'd be waddling too, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be most it's definitely waddling. So yeah. is the bear she's bigger than the cat. Is the bear as well fed as the groundhog is? I believe the bear is probably more well fed because <laughs> the bear doesn't have the groundhog can't get into everybody's trash. You know what? Everybody gets fat on Weird Mountain. That's just the truth. <laughs> we eat it's too good, good food. We eat too good and we don't move nearly enough. And That's it's true. Same, same true for the bear and the groundhog and them damn crows that are, that are side of turkeys. Oh, yeah. We got some indolent animals, not to mention me. <laughs> hey, life is good. Life is good on Weird Mountain, y'all. Come on it up. It is. I'd like to see everybody. Come and see us, and and when you can, buy a calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on up. We'll sell you a calendar and give you a cup of tea. You'll love it. I'll make sure. And don't forget the dating app. We got to get that going. (laughs) Who was it? Somebody, one of our our fans wrote in and said, if I wasn't happily married, I'd do that weird mountain gals dating app. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was Ilsa again. I think it was. 
Well, you know, um, we're working on it as fast as we can. Are we're just entrepreneurs? We can't help it. I know it. Well, stuff folks need is what it is. Stuff yeah. folks need. So anyway, well, I think that hadn't this been an Appalachian goodbye? Well, I'm leaving, but first, let me tell you these eight stories. Oh, now I'm going. No, let me show one more story. Well, okay, I'm going to the car now. Lord, I'm <laughs> And then you go to the car, and then the other person comes out with a bag of something, some food or something. <laughs> you forgot to take all these greens with you. Now, you take them, because i got plenty. That's right. And I've got, here's some cornbread and some, <laughs> you know. And here's that cake you like so much. I just gave you half of it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to be eating all that. You know how fat we get up here on Weird Mountain. <laughs> on Weird Mountain. That's right. So maybe we should have a Weird Mountain diet plan. I was <laughs> just thinking that. Or Weird we'll Mountain down. exercise program. Weird Mountain oh, exercise oh. machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, would we connect them to like a washing machine and then have a bicycle to power them or something? I like it. It's a good plan. I believe it is. <laughs> well, All right, y'all. I want you to take care of yourself. And I am looking forward to seeing you. Next time I do see you. You um, will see me next week. Mask everything. Because I'm going to come out there and do some stuff once this magical book goes to it. The magical editor on June the magical 1st. <laughs> All well, that that's magic. wonderful. All right, I want you, you to rest and I will see you soon. Y'all, thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate y'all coming, hanging out here and getting fat with us and, you know, having some tea and cornbread and that cake. Yeah, hanging out. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the way you do it. When you hang up, everybody has to, the last person who hangs up has to count the number of clicks so that we'll know how many people <laughs> were listening right. in on the party line. And then they'll report it the next day to everybody. Well, there was four clicks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> On this 10-person party line, but anyway. So, Byron, I'll talk to you soon. All right. You take care, honey. I'll see you soon. Bye, y'all. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D. Radio.